Hi friends, it's Annie from Annie's Pink Chair, where we bring real, raw, relevant issues to the table from a woman's perspective. And I am completely flabbergasted, excited, all that, because listen, we have been doing a lot of virtuals, but today we have a very special guest in our studio that I invited. Pastor Billy Crone is the senior pastor of Sunrise Bible Church in Las Vegas, Nevada. He is married to his lovely wife, Brandy, and they have two wonderful children, Rebecca and Billy. Pastor Billy is also a gifted author, counselor, conference speaker, and a teacher, and a frequent guest on radio talk shows, television programs, and a frequent speaker at conferences around the world. He speaks to thousands of people across the United States, as well as international community for over 200 countries. He has appeared on Christian movies, Standing Firm, and has produced a multitude of documentaries and other Christian-related media Pastor Billy, it's so nice to have you here today, and I'm just so excited to hear your story because we know that always, if someone becomes a pastor, there's got to be some sort of story behind that. Either you went way over 180 degrees in a crazy lifestyle, or you just were raised in a really nice home, and you're just like, (laughs) you know, I want to be a pastor one day, right? So tell us about your life and what brought you to this point. Well, again, thanks for having me, Annie. It's a, it's a treat to be on. But uh, real quick, just uh, the synopsis is a 1980s ex-headbanger, drug addict, sex more, male shovish pig guy. I got involved in the occult and Satanism, a new age. I was probably not oppressed. I was probably demonically possessed multiple times. And uh, I didn't just hate Christians. I hated Christianity. And it was a, it was a demonic hatred. What attracted you to that? Well, part of it was uh, I grew up in the middle of nowhere in Kansas, Nebraska. And you're thinking, you know, hey, you're safe out there. no. The media evils everywhere, so you know, give it up. So basically, I was raised in an unchurched background. Uh, I, di- I didn't know anything, and uh, but uh, my uh, disdain for Christianity started in high school because it, it was the '80s, right? Sex, drugs, rock and roll, right? And uh, so uh, it, you lived to party for the weekend, and and uh, but guess who was partying with me, doing the same sinful, rotten things, the immoral things, the drugs, everything. Uh, guess who was doing that with me, except they would go to uh, church services yes. on Sunday mm-hmm. if they weren't too strung out or hungover. It was these so-called Christians, right? And so I don't ever remember them once telling me about Jesus, but the message they were loudly saying to me was Christianity is a joke. It doesn't work. And what began to <laughs> awaken me to, quote, spiritual things, because, again, I wasn't raised in the church. I wasn't thinking spiritual, you know, and um, was I had a, one of my high school friends. He invited me to a party one night. And he pulled into the gas station that I was at and he said, hey, you want to go to the bar? And I said, no. And he had a, you know, it was the 80s. He had mm-hmm. a Trans Am with the T-tops. And I remember um, those with, oh, yeah. with the, the wings. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had to go. He had, actually had two of them. So but anyway, <laughs> uh, but uh, normally I would go, of course, right? Yeah. Go to the bar and party up. And I said no because I didn't have any money. So he left. Anyway, I got a phone call the next day. He was dead. No. Yeah. And he had uh, come, of course, trying to get home after the bar drunk and he rolled his Trans Am. Of course, he had the T-tops. His head was hanging out of his <gasps> neck. So there I was, I found myself, a, I was supposed to have been there. That was a wake-up call. And then a couple of days later, I'm at uh, his funeral. And I, I, you know, being a pastor now for over 25 plus years, I've never seen this ever. And this was the pre-Jesus days. But when I went to that funeral, whoever did it, frankly, was a genius. Because you couldn't escape reality. Because they didn't put the casket, it wasn't just open casket. And, they, and it wasn't just hidden away into the sanctuary, you know. Uh, it, it was right there in the foyer. As soon as you opened that door, there it was. You, nobody could miss what it, it, you know, the message was. The message and it was loud and clear to me. 
I, I walked in there and as soon as I saw my friend there lying dead in the casket, the, the, what went through my head was, what's going to happen when you die, meaning me? Right. I had no answers. Nobody's telling me about mm. Jesus. You know, the crazy thing was where I grew up in Southeast Kansas, uh, at that time, per capita of the population, it had the most churches anywhere mm -hmm. in the United mm -hmm. States. And I don't remember anybody telling me about Jesus. I wish they would have, but they didn't. That sounds like and the Bible so, Belt. Yeah, right, exactly. And frankly, right now, it's, it's a Bible wasteland uh, is what's going on there. It's everywhere. But anyway, so I, I'm, I'm, okay, there's got to be more to life. And, and this, this I, I tried to drown it out with drugs and stuff. You know, that what's going to happen when you die? And I got no answers. And that's a freaky place to be in. And so <clears throat> I, I began to get interested in spiritual things. And of course, it's the 80s. You know, I'm listening to a lot of the heavy metal. And so uh, I'm empty. I have no answers in life. And so I, I did what some of the music encouraged you to do. I, I, I was about 16 at the time and I made a, a pact with Satan. And I, I could still remember, remember that time. It was horrible. It was dark. It was depressing. And I remember I mm -hmm. said, it was, it was my, if you, here's how sad this is. It, it, it was my first prayer, except it was a prayer to Satan. And I said, Satan, I said, if you want this life, all I ask is you give me power and significance. Now, to show you what his character is like, uh, within three months, I tried to kill myself three different times. I tried to OD twice. That didn't work. And once I shot myself in the chest here with a 22 rifle. And to be honest with you, Annie, I didn't want to die. Mm. I wanted people to know that I was dying on the inside. And I right, didn't have any right. answers. Nobody's telling me about Jesus. Right. So basically, my brother comes out from California and he rescues me because I was headed straight to hell. I was going spiraling down. No answers. And things are just horrible. And so uh, he, he rescued me. And I, I thought, you know what? I, I, I need to, uh, nobody's talking about Jesus. So I'm still trying to search what's life all about, you know. And so I decided to listen to the world this time. You know, what do you, what do, you do for a, a fulfilling life? How do you get rid of this hole in your heart, mm. right, that I had? And so what's, what's the world tell you? Well, you got to get a good education. Education is going to fix everything. I'm not against education. Uh, I've got uh, uh, several degrees myself. Uh, but uh, education can't fill that hole in your heart. Uh, and you can ask my wife, I, I'm so educated. I still can't take out the trash. You know, she has to you know, tell me, but, <laughs> but anyway, so I'm like, but, but I tried that and I went that route and, and it was not, that didn't work. So, so then I went down to the next dangling carrot for the world. You know, what do you do for, to get rid of that hole in your heart, a satisfying, fulfilling life? And, uh, it was, you know, I need a relationship, right? I need a relationship. Well, I was a male show, I was pig guy. And, uh, unfortunately, and so I decided, well, maybe I should, you know, instead of constantly going out with many different women, uh, and not being faithful to anybody, I'll, I'll, I'll try to settle down with one person. Of course, mm -hmm. not get married, mm -hmm. you know, do it the sinful way, fornication, living with this person. And and uh, and then after a while, that didn't work. Uh, and, and that didn't fill the hole in the heart. And then I said, well, okay, well, what else does society say to do? Well, you need just a lot of stuff, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, and, and, the American and, dream. Exactly. And so uh, there was a period of time when uh, I, I was making a lot of money uh, as in, in my early 20s. Uh, because that's the other thing that society says, you know, you want to have life. Life will be great if you only had enough mm -hmm. money, mm -hmm. right? And I was making money hand over fist. I had mm -hmm. more money than you knew what to sh shake a stick at at that point. And so, but guess what? Just like with the relationships you know, and, and things of that nature. And, and and it was like, okay, you buy this and okay, the new car, that's great. But then the new car smell goes away and you get a whole new wardrobe and okay, whatever. And then you get a whole new furniture set or entertainment center, or whatever. And then it gets dusty like everything else. And yeah, and I'm going, there's got to be more in life. And at that point, I, I hit uh, hit like like rock bottom. I'm, going, I, I'm doing everything that everybody says to do and nothing's working. 
I still got this hole in my heart. I don't have any answers. And that's when I finally turned to spiritual things. And uh, uh, It's like a vacancy. Right. That hole. Right. And, and, and unfortunately, again, I wasn't going to turn the Christian route mm-hmm. because I was convinced that Christians were a bunch of dumb, duped idiots that had to have a book tell them what to do. They were brainwashed. And I was much more intellectually superior than that. You mean mass formation psychosis? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's, yeah With what? the Christians? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, but then uh, the irony, of course, is after being saved, then this is the only book, the Bible, that unbrainwashes you from the brainwashing you receive from this mm-hmm. world. Renew your mind with the Word of God in Romans That's 12, right. That's right? right. And so, mm-hmm. but anyway, so I wasn't going to go down the Christian route because that was my conception of Christians, the hypocrisy I saw growing up. So I, I went down the spiritual route. And that first journey was I had a roommate that turned me on to uh, Anton LaVey, the Satanic mm-hmm. Bible. Oh, yeah, the Satanic Bible. That, yep. that didn't help. And there's a uh, Satanic church, too. There's two of them, I think. Yeah, and so so that didn't help uh, then, but that wasn't enough. So then I I had a co-worker who uh, witnessed to me. Wasn't a Christian, unfortunately. I wish Christians would have witnessed to me back then. Uh, and what did they witness to you? New Age. And okay, so I want to I want to just clarify with you, you know, because witnessing in the Christian language yeah. and the, it's, you know, oh, I know what that means. Let's just say if someone's listening or watching right now, mm-hmm. what what does that mean to the, if you could describe it like? Yeah. Witnessing is simply telling somebody about Jesus. Right. That Jesus has come to save you uh, from the penalty of your sins, namely hell. Mm -hmm. He loves you. He's willing to forgive you of anything, everything you've ever done. And he not only doesn't want you to go to hell, he's made provisions so you don't have to go to hell to get what your sins deserve, my sins deserve. We've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But he wants to give you the complete polar opposite, Mm -hmm. a place called heaven. Uh, and it's and it's awesome. So that's witness. You just t- and that's why the gospel. The word gospel means good news. Mm-hmm. It's good news. This is the good news. Just tell somebody. So when you're witnessing, that's what you're doing. You're but that new age person, you said witnessed to you. Yeah, he witnessed to me. He didn't tell me about Jesus. Uh, but it was basically new age. Now, if people aren't familiar with new age. It's permeated, the age of Aquarius. Right. It's permeated everywhere, including the church. Unfortunately, uh, a lot of churches operate as new age churches. They don't even realize it because they don't even know what new age is. But basically, new age is. Uh, uh, Genesis chapter 3, Satan, mm-hmm. the Garden of Eden, the lie, that you'll mm-hmm. be like God, decide between uh, good and evil. And that's what New Age is. You are in the driver's seat, and you can pick whatever religion you want. It's like Vegas here with the cafeteria, the buffet style, right? You go, I want a little bit of this, I want a little bit of that, put that on my plate, a little bit of this, whatever. That's what you do. You are in the driver's seat. You will decide what's right and wrong. You will decide what portion or piece of religion you want, add that into your so-called spiritual plate, and you just basically make up religion as you go. Yeah, it's a faith salad. Mm -hmm. Like you just pick all the faiths and whatever fits your fancy, whatever makes you feel good, makes you feel accepted and loved. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and of course, they'll even sprinkle on, dare, dare I say, a little bit of Christianity, like, you know, the golden rule, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. And that's great. But Jesus also said that John 14, 6, he is the way, the truth, the life. Nobody gets to the Father but by him. This lie, and it, it's permeated the church, I'm telling you. It used to be 25% of those who profess to be Christians believe that there's other ways to heaven than Jesus. Now, that's crazy. It's like, how can you be a born-again Christian and deny that Jesus is the only way? I mean, the thief on the cross. So there was no scholarly lesson for him. Mm -hmm. He just saw him and said, you know what? Uh, Can I come with you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and he said, today you'll be with me in paradise. Yeah. So it's, I think people, like what, one of the things with people that are fighting Christianity sometimes is because for them, it's like, there's all these steps that they have to take. Mm -hmm. 
And that is not a, not the truth. Right. Like right there in that scene in the end of Jesus's physical life mm-hmm. before he was raised from the dead, the thief just said, you know, take me with you. Well, as the scripture says, you believe on the Lord Jesus That's Christ. That's right. He believed who he saved. was. He believed he was the son of God. Right. And he knew that he was the son of God. Right. Well, and uh, again, with uh, the, the difference, the uniqueness of Christ and the uniqueness of Christianity, why it is unlike any other religion on the planet, why Jesus said he is the only way is because when you examine all the other paths, which I've been there, done that, which I wouldn't bought the t-shirt, but been the, on that journey, then you see that every other religion on the planet save Christianity, says that you either are God, you could become God, or you have to somehow work your way or appease right. God. You have to do your penance. Christianity says, no, mm-hmm. you cannot appease God. You cannot earn your way to heaven. You cannot cleanse yourself from all your wrongdoings. But God sent his son to take the death penalty in your place. Jesus died on the cross and he's willing to forgive you completely. There's nothing out there like that except Christianity. So now what made you so like attracted to the satanic bible and the thought of saying a prayer to satan because for me and i know with a lot of my friends and people i've known in my life i would be afraid of satan Mm -hmm. like i would be afraid of him because i I was raised in a christian home so i kind of know what he's capable of Mm -hmm. to a certain degree but for someone that didn't know what he's capable of was he an answer for your prayer like because I'm just curious because just at the moment that you said it, was that like a benevolent God to you? Was it someone that could give you in? Was it someone you felt loved by, in other words? Well, no. Uh, and again, he showed his character very quickly. Jesus says, John chapter 8, he's a liar and the father of all lies. Mm-hmm. He's a murderer and he's been one from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Self-murder, suicide. Uh, do you think it's my chance three months after I did that? I tried to kill myself three different times. Oh, and by the way, did the emptiness go away? Did I have that power? Uh, and significance that I wanted from him, and if he could have this soul, whatever. None of that stuff. He's mm-hmm. a liar. Mm-hmm. He's a thief. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So no, and, and frankly, the only reason why it wasn't because I was hoping he was going to be something great. I was just at my wits end, desperate, empty, uh, no answers to life. I, I, there's got to be more to life, and I'm just trying anything. I'm throwing right, right, something right. to the wind, and and that's one of the ways that I went. So and, that person witnessed to you for New Age, and then... What was the next step after that? Because well, obviously that wasn't the answer for you either. Right. And again, it was honestly, it was very frustrating because, you know, you tried this religion and uh, anything's intellectually stimulating in the beginning, but then it's just like, it doesn't pan out. I still got this hole in my heart. What's going on here? And then I tried this one and uh, that didn't work. And then this one and that didn't work. I mean, I got down to self-help and secular, all this stuff. Nothing worked. And then the, I, 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 part of New Age too is mm-hmm. it's part of the occult is you're trained to be this star child or this disseminator of light and 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 these you need to connect with your higher power and all this stuff and and they, they and they hey they want to speak through you and so you ask them to come inside Channeling. you and speak it, exactly mm-hmm. and you couldn't convince me back then but that's that's flat out demonic possession right <laughs> so I, I just don't I, trust little different people speaking through me i'd rather have the holy spirit speak well through e- me. exactly <laughs> and, and but again so I, I you couldn't convince me back then but it was demonic possession so so I, I'm probably multiply possessed by this time. And frankly, Annie, I was literally being driven insane. Mm-hmm. I should have been dead. I don't know how many different times and burning in hell at this point. Uh, but God's grace is amazing, truly. And uh, But I was being driven out of my mind. And, and there was no warming up to Christianity for me. There was no like, wow, you guys are really, you've been witnessing to me so profoundly because it wasn't happening uh, by and large. And so... Um, uh, 
it was simply demonic terror. And wow. how I got saved was Easter 1993. That's mm-hmm. a Sunday. So the night before, what am I doing? It's a Saturday. I'm out partying, right? And I'd started been blacking out several different times. And oh, yeah. You started all, getting too drunk and too right, high. Drunk, well, no, mm-hmm. doing all kinds of drugs, unfortunately, and on top of that. And then so I was at a restaurant, and that's the last thing I remember. Next thing you know, I, I, I woke up and I heard, Mark, Mark, you're going to go to a church service? It's Easter. And I'm going like, what? I opened my eyes and I was in this guy that I was partying with. Uh, his parents were Christian and they didn't know any of the stuff that he was doing, unfortunately. And uh, so I go, okay, I, I was in a restaurant. I must be in Mark's bedroom. So I'm on the floor. He's in bed. I, and so they, they keep knocking. They go, come on, Mark, you got to go. And he said, no, no, no. And, and finally they left. So I got up and and uh, had, a, had a headache. Didn't usually have a hangover that bad. And Sunday, right, I got to get to work the next day. And so I started drinking some coffee at Mark's house and that wasn't cutting it. So I got back in my truck and I went across town and, um, and I was rooming with my brother, but he was out of town at the time. So I'm all by myself. So I get to my apartment. I started slamming some vodka, you know, the hair of the dog, the bitch, and that kind of thing. And, and that wasn't cutting it. And then bang, it happened again. This wasn't the first time, but these things were in total control. They weren't just outside. They were inside this utter tear. I don't know how to describe it. And, and I had, I was trying to maintain sanity. It was horrible. Anyway, this wasn't the first time, but this time it scared me so bad. I was 25. I ran to my bedroom. I was all by myself. I dropped on my knees and I simply said, God, if you're real and you want this life, you can have it. And then I knew specifically from two people who did dare to witness to me and I was mean and nasty to them. I knew I had to call upon specifically the name of Jesus Christ. And so I followed that up with Jesus Christ. Would you please forgive me and save me? And bang, instantly. I don't know if it was the demons leaving me, the weight of my sin and all the darkness I was involved in. Just left off me. I felt light light as a feather the first two days. I'm not joking. It was like somebody turned on the the color. It was the sky was blue. It was popping blue. The grass was greener. And I started reading the Bible. I know, it's so cool, isn't it? Well, exactly. It's so cool. And again, I tried. I can confidently say I... Your eyes get really clear with what you see and hear and think. Everything becomes crystal clear. Right. And I had my sister. uh, She since got saved after that. And she used to room with me a while before I got saved. And uh, we had the the old VHS recorder, right, going on. (laughs) And she said, hey, man, you won't believe it. And this is after we both got saved. She said, I found a a tape of... uh, of when we were roaming together. She said, you want to watch it? I says, no, I hated those days. It was horrible. I never, ever want to go back there again, ever. I don't even want, no way. She said, well, I watched it and I'll never forget what she said. She said, you should see your eyes. Mm-hmm. They look like they were. With mm-hmm. hatred. And, I think, and again, I think that it wasn't just I had a disdain or a hatred from Christianity because of the hypocrisy. I really think it was a demonic hatred because yeah. it was abnormal Yeah. Uh, with that. But but anyway, so I started reading the Bible. I figured you're supposed to do that as a Christian. I, I, I That's the thing. Okay. So when I first cried out to God, when I was in Italy, I was being trafficked and I brought my Gideon Bible that someone gifted me when I was 18. Mm -hmm. And I read the New Testament, the whole New Testament, a couple times for the first time in my life. And it really helped me. And it made me so like convicted. And it made me cry out to God and say, help me get out of this lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to Jesus, I was like, Jesus. Yeah. I saw in the scriptures that he loved girls like me. Yeah. Well, and he loves all of us. It doesn't matter. I mean, man. And especially at Matthew's house. She comes in with the alabaster box. And yeah, exactly. We don't know her past, but we know she was sinful. Right. And uh, and I was like, that's me, Lord. Yeah. That's totally me. Well, and the, and the thing, too, is like, I like to remind people and say, well, you know, people, sometimes people can, frankly, get arrogant. They say, well, do I, I don't have a background like Annie or I don't have a background like Pastor Billy. You guys are woo. 
I wasn't that bad of a person. What, excuse me? Your sins were just as punishable as my sins. Yeah, just the pride. Right. And you may not be involved in what I was in or what you were in, but have you ever lied? Have you ever mm-hmm. stolen something? You know, and have you ever dishonored have you ever hated your parents? Anybody? Exactly. So, you know, so people need to be careful about that. And uh, but anyway, I saw, I'm reading the Bible. I, I went to a church services. I figured that's what you're supposed to do as a Christian. I'm all alone. The, mm-hmm. the Spirit of God just lead me, right? In fact, the first day after I got saved, I got rid of all my New Age stuff, all my everything, the occult stuff. I just mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. whole f- second day I got saved, I'm just going up and down to the dumpster and just getting rid of it. And I figured you're going to make a live for Jesus. It's all or nothing, right? Just like I was doing before with unfortunately on the wrong side. Eight weeks after I'm saved, long story short, I'm in Bible college, uh, went there and through seminary, uh, things of that nature. I started pastoring for several years in Northern California uh, and then pastoring in uh, New York and then now here in Vegas for almost 11 years. So, <laughs> How do you like Vegas? <laughs> love it. Honestly, when we first came here, um, that uh, I learned the very first week, this statistic, 95 to 96% of people do not know Jesus Christ or Savior in Las Vegas. There's mm-hmm. over 2 million people. And I'm going, that's where we need to be. And the people that go to church, only 10% actually really believe everything 100%. Exactly. And, and so, are living it 100%. Right. And so then we're going like, well, this is where Christians are supposed to be, right? I call it on the front lines. But the other aspect too is Vegas, as you know, is an international community. Millions of people come here to Vegas all the time. Every month, God keeps bringing a whole new batch from around the world. So when you're sharing God's truth and the good news of Jesus Christ and the hope and forgiveness that we can have in Him, you're not just sharing it with Vegas. You're literally sharing the world. God brings the world to you. And we're going like, what Yeah, a this place is definitely a pit stop for a lot of people internationally yeah. and nationally. Yeah. It's a great place. It's City of Lights. Yeah. You know, they call it Sin City. It's a sixth name, but we know that that's not the truth. Yeah. So, yeah. you know what? And I'm, I'm so sad we're running out of time because I want you to talk about, uh, you know, how people can get a hold of you yeah. if they want to contact you because I know that you have some materials. And one of them is, which I really want to check out, is about the rapture. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so can you tell us about your materials for the rapture? Yeah, we just finished a, a major study on the rapture. It's called, Are You Ready for the Rapture? And, uh, but uh, we have, you know, books, DVDs, documentaries, mm-hmm. uh, uh, everything that we have, we, you know, produce in different formats for people, streaming, you name it. And, uh, but at our teaching website, getalifemedia.com, uh, G-E-T-A-L-I-F-E-M-E-D-I-A.com, getalifemedia.com. People can certainly get that if they want to get their hands on the books and the DVDs. Uh, if they want to just tune into our studies, uh, you can go to the teaching website. It's all there to watch or view uh, by and large for free. Or you can download uh, our app. Just search for my name, Billy Crone. You can download our app. That's for free. Oh, that's awesome. And, uh, you know, about 10 years worth of teaching material, documentaries. It's all up there. You can watch on your phone, your tablet, whatever. Yes. Yeah, so you did a documentary on, on the COVID pandemic. Demic too, yes. which sounds really interesting. I'm excited to check that out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because we we're all in this middle of this, or almost the end of something. But we know that uh, our world's not perfect, and maybe something else is going to be coming down the pipeline soon. Yeah. Which yeah. Uh, we just want to pray for everyone. By the way, I wanted you to do that. By the way. Yeah. Um, oh, what are your social media handles like? So, are you on Facebook? Facebook, Twitter, Twitter Instagram, Getter, Getter Rumble, Gab, MeWe, True Telegram. Social? Soon, getting there. We're, I'm, yeah. ca- I'm waiting for him. To I'm get on a waiting there. list right now. <laughs> well, well, yeah, and that's. I'm just kind of waiting for the initial rush, and then we'll, Lord willing, we'll get on there too. So, but I really appreciate you, Pastor Billy. Um, I think that I'd like you to talk to someone out there that mm-hmm. maybe they were you or they are you, and they're just searching spiritualism right now because they're scared. 
Yeah. I mean, this world's gotten to be a really crazy place lately. Yeah. And, and there's been a record. This is the saddest thing ever. You talked about suicide, a record number of suicides in our world, especially I heard a man the other day on Twitter spaces say, you know, I, I'm a funeral director, 15 kids he had to bury in one week. Mm. Yeah. Suicides, self-harm, everything, yeah. and a couple of irregularities with, with health happened as well with the COVID and shots. Yeah. So yeah. bad stuff happened to these yeah. kids. Yeah. And I wanted you to just talk to this camera and just um, give them some hope. Yeah. If you want, pray for them. Sure. Well, you know, the Bible says that uh, in essence, uh, because God is the one who's in control at all times, that there are no hopeless situations. There's only those who get tricked into giving up hope and certainly the hope that we can have in God. And that begins uh, through Jesus Christ. Um, uh, and I just mm-hmm. encourage you, if you're out there, I, I've been there, done that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you got that hole in your heart, if life seems aimless, there's nothing, you feel hopeless, uh, maybe even feel suicidal. Uh, there's, there's another way, uh, and that's through Jesus Christ. You're not going to find life in this world. You're not going to find it through the drugs, the immorality, materialism, money, dare I say, man-made religion. Mm. None of that stuff can fill that hole in your heart. It's a God-shaped void that only God can fill. And that happens the moment that you ask Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins. The Bible says we confess Jesus as Lord, believe in our heart that God raised him from the grave, we will be saved. And at that moment, God's Spirit comes and he dwells within you. And the Bible says he makes you into a new creation in him. Uh, And you really can have a brand new start, a brand new heart. Uh, And from that point, you're not alone. You don't have to do this on on your own. The Bible says that Jesus has not only come to give us life, but to give us an abundant life. In the original language there, that literally means super abundant, over the top, bubbling over. You can't even kind of contain it life. Uh, That's what he's willing to give you. But it's just like a gift. It's, It's the gift of eternal life. Uh, you could you could stare at this the gift you, and you could say wow that's a neat gift uh, and it's like wow that's that, I've heard about that gift but it does you no good you don't get to experience the gift until you receive it and mm. I would just encourage you wherever you're at just pray receive the gift of eternal life ask Jesus to forgive you and, and to be uh, ask him to be your, your Lord and Savior mm. uh, and and he'll do something fantastic uh, trust me I've tried everything on the sun. <laughs> Nothing works, but I'm telling you, the moment I called upon the name of Jesus Christ, everything radically yes, changed. In an instant. You don't need to be a theologian or a Bible no. reader to even know that. But if you do pick up, pick up your Bible, just like it did with me and, and with you, it really changed my life. Yeah. Well, and again, uh, you don't have to do this alone. I, mean, I, I was, again, searching for, it's all right here. The Bible says everything we need for life and godliness is, is right here. It you is. want to know the past. You want to know right. the future. You want to know today. You want to know all the great things that God has in store. Oh, by the way, the Bible says that God will not only save you. He says he saves you for the good works he prepared in advance for you to do. So that means God's got an amazing, phenomenal plan, something special, something unique that only by his spirit through you that that can do through your, your life. And, and that's what you're missing. I really think that's the the part of the, the angst that people feel. It's yeah. like there's something missing. There's a destiny I, 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 exactly. that, that God has for them right. to fill them in the exact position God has for them right. on this earth to do something right. for him for and serve all people. Right. You can And you can know yeah. that. You can have that craving. And it gives you everything, the purpose. Right. But it doesn't start yeah. yep. until you ask Jesus yeah. to save you and to forgive you. And yeah. Thank you so him. much today for coming on. I really appreciate you and your time. And again, everyone, go ahead and check out Pastor Billy's website. 
Getalifemedia.com. Getalifemedia.com. We will see you next time on Annie's Pink Chair.